Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC 268. I was going to say 267, but that was last week. This week, UFC 268, and it happened. Uh, this is coming out late, of course. It's going to come out on Thursday, most likely Thursday, I would say, which is pretty late for a recap for a card which just happened last Saturday. Um, what happened? Basically... I didn't get to see the entire card. I didn't get to see the prelims because of I, I had to go to a party. But it was uh, I did get to watch the main card at this party and I enjoyed the card very much. The prelims, I saw some of the prelims at this party as well. The only prelims I did see were Bobby Green and Alex Pereira. Aside from that. I didn't see the rest of the card, so I wanted to catch up on that before I gave my recap. So I just did that. Finally, it's been a busy week, but I've done that. And now I'm going to give you my recap. Let's start off with the main event. Kamaru Usman defeats Kobe Covington. I also have to just state that I saw this card. I saw this entire card while like I was intoxicated, you know, so like it's just... You know that, you know, when you drink during a UFC event or any MMA event, you're watching MMA and you drink a couple of beers or uh, vodka sodas in my in my instance, you know that it's not going to be clear when you watch MMA fights. So you're not going to be fully focused in like you would be if you were sober. So. It was hard to say who was the real winner of most of these fights because most of these fights were very competitive, very close. So honestly, watching it while intoxicated was definitely difficult to decide who the winner was. But I did have kind of a good grasp of who won by the end of it and just by watching the overall fight. So like after... The Kamaru and Kobe fight, I was like, okay, Kamaru won. Just like based on just moments of the fight and control overall, even though it's really hard to dictate that in such a close fight between both men. Kobe at one point looked close to finishing the fight. Kamaru looked close to finishing the fight. Back and forth action, just like it was in the first fight. Maybe not as violent this time around. Both men were more strategic. But overall, I think Kamaru Usman, he did just enough. Um, it's just one of those situations where Kobe Covington is one of the best fighters in the world. For him to make it a competitive fight against Kamaru Usman, who is pound for pound number one, I honestly agree with the sentiments that he should be in, on the pound for pound list if he's going to be so competitive against the best fighter in MMA right now. But as for Kamaru Usman, he's just uh, he's just a level above everyone else right now. That's just what it is. Kobe is the closest one to get to it, and he just wasn't able to do it. So, honestly, props to Kobe, but Kamaru got to give him credit, too, because this was definitely his toughest defense, title defense in his career. Aside from the first fight with Kobe, this one was huge, and for him to get past it, I have to commend him for it. People are saying, is Kamaru Usman the best welterweight now because of... Uh, this win personally i just don't think so yet he, he's he got to win a couple more see the thing with gsp is that gsp won he def he defended his defended his belt across 
like different eras of the welterweight division he had the matt hughes era then he had the what can i say maybe like the josh koscheck era you know going to carlos condit and then johnny Hendricks era like that's like three distinct eras of welterweights that he defeated like that's that's crazy kamar usman he hasn't done that yet but he could do that if he fights Hamza Chimaev, which is definitely a fight many people are looking forward to, even though we're probably very far away from a fight like that. Um, if if Kamaru can defeat Hamza Chimaev, in my opinion, you can put him above George St. Pierre because um, that's huge. He's a young up and coming prospect. And if Kamaru beats that guy at the momentum that he's currently on as much as i am a gsp fan i i would have to admit at that point that kamaru usman is the greatest welterweight in mma history or greatest fighter to be honest because that would be huge but um as for now honestly i would like to see him fight leon edwards now that the leon and jorge masvidal fight is scrap because jorge masvidal pulled out so most likely what's going to happen now is that jorge masvidal is going to fight kobe covington maybe even coach a season of the ultimate fighter and then leon what edwards he deserves a shot at the title just give it to him right now um he's done more than enough um hamza chemaev i know he wants to fight leon edwards it just doesn't make sense for leon i know the fans want to see that fight but just think about it from leon's perspective does that make sense for leon edwards no so for him to receive all this hate for not wanting to fight comes out or just going straight for the title come on like i don't understand how this is even a discussion the guy deserves a title shot without a doubt so um make that happen for Hamza man like I don't even know why we're talking about Hamza right now but see like the welterweight division right now is just it's so deep it's crazy so um I'm gonna go on these tangents and we haven't even spoken about Kobe Covington let's talk about him what's gonna happen next for him actually we did speak about him (laughs) I said Jorge Masvidal which honestly makes sense that's the fight to make um the the grudge match to make so I would definitely love to see that fight and um before i just stay on this main event for too long because there's so much to talk about let's go to the uh, co-main event rose namayunas defeated zhang wei li this was another very close fight and by the end of it after five rounds my intoxicate itself it said rose namayunas won this fight personally that's just uh, how i saw it um Good moments on the feet from both women. I would say more moments on the ground from Rose, especially near the end of the fight. Um, but honestly, it could could have went to Zhang too. And that's the problem. See, I can't go into details of like round one was went to this person, round two went to this. Like I, when you're not sober, you see the fight overall for what it is and not round by round. So like after that entire duration of the fight, I thought Rose Namajunas won. So... Um, solid fight though, solid effort by Zhang Weili. She's definitely definitely still up there as one of the greatest uh, 115, 115 pounders right now. And it sucks. She's in kind of in the same situation as Yuani Jacek right now. Unless um, Carla Esparza, who is definitely going to be the next matchup for Rose Namajunas. If she can beat Rose somehow, 
then that definitely opens up a lot for both Joanna and Zhang Weili. But right now, Rose Namajunas, she's definitely in her prime, you know? She's definitely more mature compared to her first run as champion. And it seems like she can hold the belt for quite a bit, in my opinion. And I'm excited to see what's next for her. Because honestly, her, her striking is amazing to watch. It's such a treat because she is so technical and flows so well on the feet. I just uh, definitely enjoy watching her game whenever she fights. So I'm excited to see what's next from both females. Uh, Marlon Vera defeated Frankie Edgar, third round KO front kick. Honestly, Frankie Edgar, he looked pretty good in the first two rounds with his wrestling. Marlon also had some moments on the feet, but overall, I would say Frankie was winning going into the third. And then Marlon, he connects it with that front kick to the face that drops Frankie forces the ref to step in and it's just uh first of all i love marlon vera marlon vera is one of my favorite fighters right now is he, he just he's such a likable guy i don't know what it is about marlon vera but i think uh, most people can agree with me they root for marlon vera when when he fights because he's just such he's so i don't know what, what it is about him he seems like such a real person you know like he he's he's for real i don't know like that's just my uh that's my uh the way i perceive him i guess but i i, I like marlon vera a lot and i think he's a very solid fighter he definitely needs to work on his grappling if um he was struggling against frankie edgar i don't know what's gonna happen if he goes against someone at the top uh such as uh piotr jan you know piotr jan is very strong in wrestling also um who else is very strong Corey sanhagen very strong wrestler aljamain sterling strong wrestlers at the top of this um 135 pound division but overall solid win by marlon vera as for frankie edgar i know a lot of people are saying he should retire now um to be honest i, I can go both ways with this i can definitely see him retire now because in my opinion i don't see him fighting for the title anytime soon and if he's one of those fighters who is trying to be the best in the world then i would recommend he retires because he's never going to get back there again especially at 135 in my opinion honestly i think he has a better chance at 145 because it's it's so scarce compared to 135 right now so honestly for frankie edgar he could retire, but he did have his moments in this fight. He looked good against a young and up-and-coming prospect in Marlon Vera. So if he still wants to fight and make some money, sure, do that. But I definitely think his best days are behind him. So it, it's definitely up to Frankie Edgar, but it, it sucks to see for sure because he was just amazing in his prime. Honestly, I think a big thing is just the speed and that's that's just the general thing with these smaller fighters once they get older their speed decreases and that was a huge huge part of frankie's game plan just uh bobbing and weaving going fast everywhere connecting with uh, sh uh crisp shots a lot of that was because of his speed and that has uh declined for sure because of his age he's is he 40 right now i think he's 40 yeah he's 40 so it's bound to happen, and I wish him the best for whatever he does. Shane Burgos versus Billy Quarantillo. Unanimous decision win for Shane Burgos. This was a very fun fight, and honestly, on any other given night, this would have been a fight of the night. This would have been just allotted by many people, but because of Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler, which we'll talk about, 
Um, this fight definitely got overshadowed. People just weren't as excited compared to that uh, pay-per-view opener. But Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo put on a show back and forth action. But for the most part, Shane Burgos was definitely landing the better shots. And uh, by the end, he won by a unanimous decision. Solid win for Shane Burgos, who has been on a losing streak. Great fights, of course. He is definitely must-watch uh, MMA TV, in my opinion. Um, and it's good to see him pick up this win, but it does suck that he did it against Billy Quarantillo, who is um, one of my favorite fighters as well. I'm saying Marlon Reyes is one of my favorite fighters. Now, Be Billy Quarantillo, he's also one of my favorite fighters. And um, I, I still believe in Billy, man. Like, he is 32. I think this is another setback in his career, which sucks. But I think he can come back from it and definitely put on a streak because I think he's he's such a talented fighter. He's just facing other talented fighters as well. So uh, these things happen, but I think they're growing pains. And after a couple more fights with the UFC, I can definitely see him becoming a contender at 145 in the future. So we'll see what happens with Billy Quarantillo, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Let's talk about this opener. Um, man, this was one of those fights where it lived up exactly to how you pictured it in your head. It was crazy. And honestly, while I was watching it, I was just telling everyone around me, I was like, man, we are witnessing one of the greatest fights ever. It's just it's so good. And I, I really want to watch it again at some point and really dissect what happened. But all I know was it was just back and forth swinging, crazy nonstop action, definitely slowed down by the end, but they were still going at it still at that point and honestly just uh such a fun fight that's just my my uh my entire thing with it both tough men they weren't gonna go out either of them so this was bound to be a classic and that's what happened they delivered big time justin gaethje definitely i think had the edge michael chandler ate some crazy shots in this fight but you can tell like he he loved it and he kept pressing forward uh he connected with some nice shots of his own justin gaethje was getting hurt and looked like he was in trouble at some points but uh, overall justin gaethje man like his striking has definitely improved with the help of uh what's his name i can't believe i forgot his coach's name <laughs> oh damn whitman trevor whitman yeah man trevor whitman has definitely improved his uh stand-up game same with rose and kamaru man this guy is just uh coach of the year in my opinion and then uh fernand lopez those are the two guys that i just uh think are doing amazing but definitely trevor trevor whitman but yeah this fight was just amazing um justin Ga gaethje wins so i think i know people are saying that he should get a shot at the title but i think you should do islam versus <laughs> justin gaethje which sucks because justin gaethje just fought khabib right so uh you're putting him back into that situation again which um yeah that's not fun you know i feel bad <laughs> for that but in my opinion i just i don't think uh he deserves a shot at the title after just one win great win but um i think just just do the matchup with islam i don't know what's the problem with that i get it islam is ranked lower but he's number four uh justin is probably number one at this point or number two i don't know what it is but close rank top five guys go at it for number one contender slap a fight night on that headliner beautiful i would love to see that as for michael chandler i think a good fight for michael chandler actually i know he called out conor mcgregor 
which um, doesn't make sense right now for Conor McGregor, in my opinion. I don't think he should take that fight. Um, dangerous fight for Conor McGregor, but uh, I think he should... Um, I think Con not Connor. I think Michael Chandler should fight someone like, um, honestly, Islam Makachev. If, um, what's his name? If Justin Gaethje doesn't take that Islam fight, then give it to Michael Chandler, or maybe give Michael Chandler Benil Dariush. That's also a fun fight as well. Lots of options for both men. Very deep division. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen with that. Alex Pereira making his UFC debut and he defeated Andreas Mikolaitis by TKO flying knee and punches in round two. Oh man, this was a beautiful finish, first of all. Like, gotta give credit to Alex Pereira, who was making his debut, highly anticipated debut, because he, of course, famously knocked out Israel Adesanya in kickboxing. And uh, you you could you just feel the the push from the UFC already because um, they definitely want that to be a matchup in the future for them. If it happens, they succeeded and will be so happy with that success, to be honest. And to be honest, um, honesty, lots of honesty today. But yeah, like I just feel like they're going to fast track Alex to the title as quickly as possible. So after this win, I could honestly see two two more fights and if he looks impressive in both of those they give him the shot against israel two or three fights i'm not gonna i'm I'm being so serious i know like that's very little especially in the middleweight division but um i definitely could see the ufc doing this because it, that storyline is golden and if he fights israel again beautiful you know just a chef's kiss so um i think a good next fight for him if they're trying to build him up and obviously they don't want to give him like someone who's a strong wrestler like andreas you know he actually brought the fight down looked good in round one uh top control uh almost locked up a submission honestly he he was winning this fight prior to that knee in round two but um i i think the ufc will definitely give him someone who's not grappler heavy so i think a good fight would probably be I could see them giving Edmund Shabazian, who is a top 15 guy, just uh, fought on this card as well. We'll talk about that. Um, I could see that fight happening, to be honest, because both strikers. So I think that makes sense. Um, Alex Pereira versus Edmund Shabazian. Bobby Green, my guy, man, defeated Ally Quinta, TKO, first round. Oh, man, you know, like this is the win that Bobby Green needed, you know, because he's been winning his fights. He's been looking good. This guy's very talented, but he goes to decisions a lot. And there's no problem with decisions, but a lot of these decisions could go either way. It could go to his opponent. It could go to him. And it reminds me a lot of Jorge Masvidal, man, because Jorge Masvidal was like this. He was on the wrong end of decisions many times in his career and he just realized you know what i can't leave it to the hands of the judges i gotta finish the fight and then that's when that entire run with darren till ben askren and nate diaz it just really took over his uh his entire style of fighting and he grew because of it i could definitely see the same thing happen with bobby green man um solid performance just beautiful boxing hands down shoulder rolls there was just nothing for ally quinta i do feel bad for al because he hasn't fought in two years two plus years or something like that um 
you could tell he wasn't ready. He just um, he doesn't have it anymore like he once did at one point. Um, but that's not that's not me trying to take away from Bobby's performance. Bobby just looked really good, really confident this night. And this is the way he has to fight. He has to not only fight with confidence, but fight with the intent to finish because he needs to get past this uh, controversial unanimous decision wins and losses that he's been a part of for years he's got to go for the finish and i could definitely see him build momentum after this win and continue to get more finishes and who knows you know like bobby he even did good in the post-fight press conference not post-fight press conference post-fight interview he just said all the right things likable guy great performance he really was one of the guys who stole the show on such a big stage in Madison Square Garden. So I'm so proud of him and I can't wait to see what's next for him. I think uh, a good fight would be, so someone at lightweight, eh? Um, honestly, I really, I wanna say like <laughs> Patty Pimblet, man, but like um, I, I could definitely see the UFC doing that because um, they tend to use Bobby as like a stepping stone for up and coming fighters, but Honestly, I think this is a good fight for Bobby because he'll be tough in it and there's a good chance he could actually win and it would be huge for his for his career. You know, that would definitely boost him. The, the guy to beat Paddy Pimblett, the first guy to beat Paddy Pimblett in the UFC, a guy who has so much hype behind him. That would be huge for Bobby Green. And I could uh, I, I think that's a good matchup, to be honest. Bobby Green versus Paddy Pimblett. Uh, Chris Curtis uh, defeated Phil Hawes by knockout in the first round. This was nasty. This was a nasty finish. Um, Phil Hawes, though, was looking great early on, just connecting with the better shots. Chris seemed like he just uh, wasn't earning any respect from Phil throughout this, uh, throughout the opening uh, minutes of the round. But then as the round was ending, he connects with, uh, I think it was a left hand. I forgot what it was, but he rocked um Phil badly came with more shots and then finally the ref stepped in it was um it was nice I would say that you know I was impressed with Chris because he definitely was losing that round before that finish so credit to him I'm I'm definitely happy to see that uh Nasruddin Imamov defeated Edmund Shabazian by TKO round two and uh Nasruddin he's a product of um what was the code? Fernand Lopez. You know, he's a product of, he's working in uh, France with Fernand Lopez alongside Surreal Gone. And this guy honestly looks very promising, to be honest, because uh, <laughs> once again, lots of honesty, but he de definitely looks promising. Uh, great ground game, great submissions. Looked like he was going to finish the fight early on with a, a few submissions. Brought the fight down instead through uh, elbows from above, locked up that mounted crucifix then just threw elbows and Edmund couldn't get out basically couldn't really do anything and the ref stepped in because of it which honestly it sucks for Edmund Shabazian because this guy is so much hype and then it just kind of just went down so quickly it's um I don't know what it is uh maybe some people would say it's coaching maybe it was Edmund Tarverdian who's uh doing this um I have no idea, to be honest, but it sucks to see because he, he looked very exciting early on, but he's just, um, he definitely struggles in the grappling department and that's something he definitely needs to improve on. But 
I, I'm not going to give up on this guy yet. He's only 23 years old, you know. Um, even if the UFC cuts him, for example, I think he could win some fights outside of the promotion and then come back. Or honestly, I could see him become a star in like a promotion like Bellator or PFL. Um, he's a great fighter. It's just he's so young still, 23 years old, man. This guy has so much growing to do and he's fought... He's fought beasts, to be honest. Even Nasruddin Imamov, man, this is a guy that we're definitely going to be talking about a lot in the future. So there's no shame shame in losing to that guy and then losing to Jack Hermanson and Derek Brunson. These are all strong grapplers, which is just not favorable for uh, Edmund Shabazian. But instead of cutting the guy, like I said, you should uh, match him up with Alex Pereira. That would be a fun matchup. For everyone and then also a good fight for Alex Pereira to get into the rankings because I think Edmund is number 15 and after this fight I don't know what his ranking is currently maybe he's not even in the rankings anymore um but yeah he was number 15 I guess but um I think that would make sense or even give Alex Pereira the winner of I mean Nasruddin Imamov, but man, Nasruddin Imamov, he's a grappler. You don't want to do that for Alex Pereira. I'm just thinking UFC wise. Like, what do you want to do to get Alex Pereira Pereira to a fight with Israel Adesanya the fastest way possible? And it it kind of makes sense. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking right now. So we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely agree with Edmund versus Alex Pereira. As for Ian Gary, Ian Gary made his debut, much anticipated former cage rage welterweight champion, defeated Jordan Williams in the first round, one second left by knockout punches. And honestly, Ian Gary was uh, facing a lot of troubles early on. You know, Jordan Williams looked very good with his striking, connecting with the better shots, had some moments in, in the clinch. And Ian was just unable to really get anything going at the start but then once uh the final seconds of the round came about he basically connected with shots counter shots with a counter shot basically that dropped uh jordan williams and that finished the fight <laughs> i don't know what kind of play-by-play -play that was but um overall ian gary impressive finish maybe not an impressive performance per se but Great finish for the Irish guy who is trying to be the new, <laughs> the Irish guy who is trying to be the face, the new face of Irish MMA after Conor McGregor, which is high hopes for sure. Um, I do wish him the best, though. He seems like a charismatic guy, especially in his post-fight interview. And I don't know about his uh, stuff in Cage Warriors, but... Um, We'll see what happens. The The problem is that the welterweight division is just such a deep division. So I don't know what his traje trajectory is at 170, to be honest. Um, I don't know what his ground game is like. I wonder if his ground game is good. But overall, great debut by Ian Gary. And uh, we'll see what's next. That's uh, all I can say. Chris Barnett defeated John Vellante. TKO, second round, spinning wheel kick and punches. This was nice. It was it was a feeling out process for most of the fight. And then Chris Barnett started to unleash the spinning stuff, then connected with that spinning wheel kick, which is amazing to see from a guy of his size, you know, like for him to just be throwing kicks like this, his size is just 
that's impressive honestly because damn like he is a taekwondo expert but just to see him uh work that in an actual fight and succeed and get the finish that was a beautiful finish one of the best finishes of the year to be honest and i'm happy for chris barnett man he seems like such a fun likable guy great um great walkout he was dancing in the walkout great post-fight interview gave respect to gian Vellante, who honestly gian Vellante, man this was a guy who had so much promise at 205 early in his career and in his past couple of fights as as a heavyweight where he just really didn't care about his diet anymore didn't really care about staying in shape he hasn't looked good you know and um yeah, that's just, it sucks because this is probably, yeah, it, it is his last fight. I think he said he was going to retire. I don't know if he was uh, um, for sure with that, but okay. He did say he his retirement after the fight plan to return to football as a coach. All the best to him, you know, he just, uh, he definitely just doesn't have it anymore after these past couple of fights on a four or five losing streak. So um, yeah, you know, all the best. I'm impressed with uh chris barnett though and i i can't wait to see him in the future i honestly don't know who he should fight but um we'll see we'll see who would be uh, a fun matchup in the future for chris barnett as for the final three fights uh, i'm not gonna really go deep into them because they were very similar dustin jacoby defeated john allen by unanimous decision, Melsic Bagdasarian defeated Bruno Souza by unanimous decision, and Ode Osborne defeated CJ Vergara by unanimous decision. These fights were all basically the same, just back and forth on the feet, with the winners having more moments on the feet. And yeah, that was the card, you know. Overall, very enjoyable, especially the pay-per-view for sure. Um, let me give you my score of the entire card, you know, mathematics, um, one, two. So I'll, these are the fights I like. I'm going to count them. Let's count how many fights were actually on the card. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14. And I like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10. Damn, I like 11 fights out of this card. There was only like three fights, which were the, the first three fights of the night, which is pretty impressive. So that's going to give a final score of 7.9, but I'll give it an 8. I think it deserves an 8 for sure. So um, 8 out of 10, maybe an 8.5 to be honest, because it was that good. I'll, I'll go I'll go 8.5. I'll, I'll say an 8.5 out of 10 for this card, um, which is very impressive because there was a lot of decisions on the pay-per-view card, but it was just one of those events where you wanted the fights to go to a decision. They were so competitive, so tense, so exciting. Very great card overall. I recommend people to watch it if you haven't watched it. And let me know what you think. I hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.